Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. Over your time, over 630 wins, there are some losses that come along with that. How did you handle <laughs> you got the number down. You, you, oh yeah, that's the number that know sticks. I you know, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, you know, people talk about me in glowing terms, but I lost 380 times. I don't care you won. I lost 300, 380 failures. So <laughs> you fail. I love the fact that you knew the number and that you you threw that out real quick. When those failures did happen, when the losses happened, how did you handle that with your team? Very poorly. <laughs> um, I would. I sometimes I would think I was on a suicide watch. I I took it personally. Does that ever change, Coach? Does that ever stop, or is it always like that? Because I'm I'm still in that boat right now, even at a small high school. You, you know, there's a great line from the movie Schindler's List. Have you ever seen the movie Schindler's List? I actually have not seen it, but okay, it, it's yeah. a it's a Spielberg movie. It's about uh, the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Uh, how appropriate we speak about this now, mm-hmm. and it's uh, in Poland and Krakow and Auschwitz and um, Oscar Schindler was a munitions manufacturer, and then he became uh, he, he manufactured pots and pans, but he he made a killing on selling stuff to the Nazis and with slave labor, with, with uh, Jewish labor. But he understood that he could free Jewish people. And at the end of the movie, he had spent so much of his money to free so many Jewish prisoners that uh, he, he openly cried about he could have done more. He could have done more. Hmm. He could have given up his apartment. He could have given up his car or his wardrobe, whatever, and he could have saved 5, 10, 15, 20, 100 more lives. I, I think that's the way we are as coaches. We we, we leave a game, and it, at least I was. I, I always felt I could have done more. I, and I analyze in great detail exactly what happened during a game. And we do things at such a fast pace because it's not a stop and go where you huddle every possession. Right. And the ebb and flow of the game sometimes invites you into frenetic decisions that sometimes aren't always the right decisions. And I I constantly am haunted by the wrong decision or the wrong substitution, um, the wrong play call out of a timeout, the not switching to zone or staying with the man too long. Yeah. Uh, So I I really believe that that's part of the, the culture of being a coach is that you always feel you could do more. And I think it's one of those feelings that we have to acknowledge and be okay with that, but then also give ourselves the grace that we try to have our player. Like we want our players to have a next play, next shot mentality, but yet have them learn from mistakes or or experiences. I think the reminder too is for, for us to have that same mentality or we can carry over our feelings into the next practice uh, the next talk with our players, right? As we were preparing for our game against Wisconsin in the uh, Sweet 16 in 2008, uh, the game was a Friday night, and I was asked on a uh, Wednesday 
national press conference. We were already in Detroit, going to be playing before 57,000 people. And I was asked, are you happy to be here? You've had a great victory over Gonzaga, an upset over Gonzaga. You defeated uh, Georgetown. And now you're the Sweet 16. Are you happy to be here? How do you respond to that? Well, this is the way I responded to it. I said, I'm at peace. And they looked at me very puzzled. And I said, I'm at peace because this team has done everything I've asked. And they're right now preparing as if it's the first game of the season, trying to do everything they possibly can. They're not worried about who our opponent is, who the matchups are, uh, what the betting line is. They're just working as hard as they can be to be as good as they can be. And I'm at peace with that because they have demonstrated that to me throughout the course of the season. Well, our players saw that press conference. And it was not intentional upon my part to, to say that. You weren't that. really sending them a message through it, I, right? I really wasn't. Nor was I sending a message when during the game, maybe eight minutes into the game, so it's a nip and tuck game, 57,000 people, national TV, Sweet 16, the ball comes bouncing over to me on the sideline. What do you do as a coach when the ball comes bouncing to you out of bounds? I grab it. I grab it and toss it to the ref, right? Okay. I grabbed it. And you know what I did? I did a between the leg dribble, behind the back dribble, between the leg, between the leg, behind the back. And then I flipped it to the ref. And I I was just so at peace. And, And I was doing something that I instinctively did when I was at a playground, when I was yeah. at a school park, when I was at the park. It, you know, that that's what we do. You know, we're yeah. we're we're at a at a, a place where we're at peace and boy, we dribble between our legs, then we throw it back. How many times did you do that when you were a young kid? When you were a player and you were at the park, the playground, a schoolyard, pickup game. And and that's what I did. And uh again, it was not intentional to put them at ease. But I think it was a clear validation of me feeling at peace because they put me at peace. Yeah. That was, that was on national TV. Coach One, I love the fact that you showed off your skill like that. And and I I, I guess I answered you didn't this, worry about the, hitting my leg or bouncing. That's right. Coach, uh, it was a you you really had trust in your handle because on that like I did it at a small gym in Plano where there's 50 people watching. I threw it behind the back pass to the ref like a bullet behind the back. But to me, like my thought was when I did that, I was just purely in the moment, not worried about anything else happening, but just, and I love that word being at peace, but being present. And, and But you're right. If we do choose to do those things, it's really nice when they, they pay off and they go through because the off the leg across the gym, that was, that's on ESPN for a different reason. <laughs> Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti Podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.